This is our third outing on the subject, Could This Be the Christ? And I want to talk to you about the departure of Jesus or the exodus of Jesus. Uh, the objective of the, of the message today uh, is that you might believe and continue in your faith uh, that Jesus is the Son of God. No matter what goes on in your life, that you know Jesus is the Son of God. And since you know then that Jesus is the Son of God, that reality, that faith in him will inform your conduct. It will inform what you say, what you do, how you comport yourself, knowing that Jesus is there. Knowing that I'm going to meet Jesus has caused me to make a lot of good decisions. Yeah, knowing that I'm going to see him face to face. I was so glad when I learned that the judgment seat of Christ, what we call the Bema, the Bema, the, the rage platform, that judgment seat of Christ is not about sin. I, I was so glad when I came to that understanding. The cross is about sin, but that is about your usefulness or your uselessness. And so that also is of concern to me. And I want to live, and I want you to live, and I want uh, like you're going to meet Jesus. So let's jump into the Word here. Um, let's jump into the Word in John chapter 7. We, we shared with you several messages from John chapter 6, wonderful messages. Um, uh, and that now we are going to share with you uh, from John chapter 7. John chapter 6 was about Passover. John chapter 7 is, uh, is about tabernacles. And tabernacles was supposed to be... Uh, according to some uh, Jewish historians, the, the greatest festival they had. It was the greatest feast that they had. So Jesus is at this feast. This is uh, to bring you up to speed a little bit. Jesus' uh, brothers were not believers. They were part of the crowd. They grew up in the same house with God and never recognized him. Never recognized. Let me just say, I'm, I'm already off from what I was going to share with you. But let me go in this direction. Uh, we want to be careful with our children. And, I, and all you young people, I want you to hear me. It would be such a shame, such a pity for you to grow up in a Christian home and it not affect you. And I want parents, I want you to be on guard. Don't, don't say, well, just leave them alone. No, no, no. We're not going to leave you alone. If you're going uh, for the abyss, we're not going to leave you alone. If you're going for hellfire, we're not going to leave you alone. No. No, we're not. We're not going to leave you alone. Well, I don't want to drive them away. They're already away. They were born away. When they came here, they were away. All right. All right. That's my old preacher talk. Yeah. 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 Jesus is amazing. I'm just glad he saved me. And I tell him that all the time. I, I can imagine me going, coming to heaven, and Jesus says, all right, I know. You're glad I saved you. <laughs> so let me, let me bring you a little bit. The, the rulers, when we say the Jews, we're talking about the rulers. And you always, I don't want you to be uh, always in a place where you suspect your leaders. I wonder if they're doing right. I wonder, you know, because the Scripture says that if you will to do the will of God, you will know the doctrine. If you purpose I, I purpose to do the will of God. You will know the doctrine, whether it's true or whether it's a false. You will know that. So here, uh, we, the, the leaders kept, like, they were, like, kept trying to find a way to murder Jesus, to kill him. 
Can you imagine? Here you are, the keepers of the oracles of God, the sayings of God, the utterances of God. You have, you're the only people group on the planet who has God's law. You're the only people on the planet who have a covenant with God, and you're trying to kill his son. And so this is, this is terrible. And so these, these things inform us now. We're not just talking about 2,000 plus years ago. We're saying that right now there are people trying to kill the Word of God. They are, they are part and parcel of the evil generation. Yeah, yeah. They don't want you telling the truth. They actually say that lies are true. They condemn truth. We're living. You don't have to have somebody slap you, you know, pow, 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 wake up. No, you, you've got to be awake to that. And this is where we are today. And this is why this is so relevant. Let me read verse 30, John 7, verse 30. I want you to continue to believe in Jesus. And I, 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 I have as a, as a subheading here, the time has come. Now listen, verse 30 says, Therefore they sought to take him, but no one laid a hand on him because his hour had not yet come. We talked about that last time, but I want to just reiterate. They could not do to him what they wanted to do. Why? Because his hour had not come. You also are safe in the will of God, and the enemy cannot just do whatever he wants to do because your hour has not yet come. In John chapter 10, verse 39, uh, the scripture says, again, they sought to arrest him, but he escaped from their hands. Why did he escape from their hands? Because his hour had not yet come. His hour had not yet come. In verse 31 of John chapter 7, and many of the people believed in him and said, when the Christ comes, will he do more signs than these which this man has done? When the Christ comes, will he... Outdo this man? And the Pharisees heard the crowd murmuring these things concerning him, and the Pharisees and the chief priests sent officers to take him because they didn't want uh, somebody, everybody to go to his church, you know. Uh, they had a congregation. Uh, they had a people, but they didn't want everybody to leave them and go there. So they would rather kill him than get right themselves. And this is what I find when I turn on the television or read the news. I find that there are elements that want to do this, but th that is not so disconcerting to me. That is not so painful me, for me as the fact that a lot of us follow them. That's what's painful. So when, you go, when you're informed by the Word of God, you, you, you won't be duped. You won't be deceived by that. When you're informed by the Word of God, so we're not going to decry or put down this good information. Information. The Word of God is formed in us. It's taking shape in us. So they sent officers to take them. Verse 33. Then Jesus said to them, I shall be with you a little while longer. Then I go to him who sent me. Jesus says, I go to him who sent me. You will seek me and not find me. And where I go... You cannot come. And where I am, rather, you cannot come. Where I am, you cannot come. Then the Jews uh, said among themselves, the leaders said among themselves, where does he intend to go? That we shall find him. 
Why are you asking somebody who doesn't know? You're asking people who are as ignorant as God and who's plotting with you to murder God's son, and you're going to ask them questions about God's son? This, it, sin will make you insane. It will make you insane. Don't dabble in sin. You will become insane. It's real. Well, listen. Then the Jews uh, said, where does he intend to go that we shall not find him? Still asking themselves the, the question. Does he intend to go to the dispersion among the Greeks and teach the Greeks? Yeah, you, you will formulate things in your mind that aren't even true. This is what is going on. What is this thing that he says? You will seek me and not find me. And where I am, you cannot come. You know, now see, it's, Jesus was talking to a disobedient people. And, and he was saying to them, uh, you will seek me. You're going to come. You're going to come to a place where you want me. Now, Zechariah prophesies and says, there's going to come a day when the Israelis, I mean, predominantly Jewish people, when the Israelis are going to look and they're going to search the Scripture and God is going to pour out a spirit of supplication upon them and they're going to realize, we missed him. We could very well, some of us who are in this audience could very well be alive when they do it. We have missed him. And you know what I, I desire in my heart of hearts, the reason I pray and I fast and I do the things I, want to, I, I do, the reason I do that is because I want to make them jealous. I want, I want them to see what was theirs. My love for them says, I want you to see what God intended for you. You are, you're supposed to be our elder brothers. I love my elder brothers. They were my, my champions. I know what it's like to have an elder brother. And this is what I want to do is provoke them to jealousy and have them cry out. Zechariah said they're going to look on him whom they have pierced and they're going to mourn. There will be deep wailing in Lord's speed that day, hasten the day. But to an obedient people, according to Jeremiah 29, he says something very different. He says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. And this is the cry of God to all of us. I want to give you a future and a hope. And so in order to give you a future, he gives you a, a sturdy present. He does something for you right now in the here and now because the Bible says now faith is. So it's right now. He's going to give them a future and a hope. He says, and when I do that, then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. <laughs> but as God said, I'm listening to you. Sometimes, have you ever thought that God wasn't listening to you? Have you ever thought that, God, you're not listening? But God says, no, no. When this happens, I will listen to you. Mm. And what will happen to you? and you will seek me, and you will find me. To them, they cannot go. Why? Because they were rebellious in their sin. They were sinful, rebellious people. They could not go in, in bodily form. They could not go in, because of the human body. They also could not go because of their spiritual condition. But this is what he says to the obedient. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. You will seek me and you'll find me. And if you're here in this congregation today or online and you have been seeking the Lord, you say, but I've not found him. Keep seeking. Yeah. 
He said, you will find me uh, when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, says the Lord. And she says it emphatically, I will be found by you. I can tell you, it is true. I have sought the Lord. The psalmist says, I have sought the Lord. He heard me. Yes. And he delivered the psalmist. And he will deliver you. I, have, I too have cried out to the Lord, Lord, do such and such. And I'm so glad that he didn't do it the, the moment I expected him, the moment I wanted him to, because I would have forgotten the goodness of God. But when you labor in prayer, and you're on your knees, or you're in that posture, and you're calling on God, and you're calling on God, and you're weary, and you're calling on God, and God says, I will be found of you. And he is not a man that he should lie. He is not the son of man that he should repent. God will hear you. He, his, he says he will hear the cry of the righteous. His ear is open to their cry. He is not a man that he should lie. So God, to an obedient people, says, I want you to find me. Now notice the contrast here between where I am, there you cannot come to that where I am, there you may be also. As he says in John chapter 14, where I am, that's where I want you to be. Where I am, that's what, where I want you to be. And you and I are worshiping today because we believe this story that one day we will be where he is. Amen. I look forward to it. I look forward to it. Do not, do not allow people, worldly leaders, who should be listening to you. Be wary how you listen to them. I, I don't, I'm not telling you to be a bad citizen. I want you to be a good citizen. But I am first and foremost. You are first and foremost citizens of the kingdom of heaven. If, if, if the kingdom of heaven is secondary in your mind and in your idea and understanding of citizenship, I dare say... From this podium, you're not saved. Or you are very, very immature. You're a babe. The kingdom of God is first priority. Are you with me? And on this day, on this day, you know, this is a day that Jesus wants us, this word cries out to us, and this is a day that we must understand why we're here. I used to pray, and I still do, but not so often as I used to because the prayer is working. I used to pray, Lord, let me live a long time. Not because I want to live a long time. Let me live a long time so that I can be here to guide my children, my grandchildren, and all these young people through these turbulent days. Let me live to be there so that I can tell them what I've learned what I've learned by walking with Jesus, what I've learned by being faithful to Jesus, what I've learned by having scrapes and bruises, and I know what disobedience brings, and I know what obedience brings. Let me be there this day. And that's why, one of the reasons I think I'm here. Let me go to verse 37. It's Christ is revealing this living water. <clears throat> and uh, this Feast of Tabernacles, as I said previously, was the holiest of the feasts. Um, and so... Uh, here, um, uh, Jesus is telling them who he is. They just need to listen. Sometimes we, we want the word of God to be so dumbed down 
you, the, God makes the word understandable to every audience. You have to be open and willing. It's understandable. You know, though the ignorant and the unlearned understood the words of Jesus more than the well-educated, and I'm not against education, you know that, but those simple people, those simple farmers, those simple workers grasped it immediately. Now listen to what he says. On the last day, that is the holiest day of the feast, that on the, the, the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Now this, as he stood and cried out, he didn't whisper it. He wasn't trying to, to uh, be sophisticated about it. He just shouted out. And sometimes when we, we want God to make everything so sophisticated uh, just so that your intellect will feel somehow, you know, uh, satiated or smooth, smoothed down. No, he won't do that. God will send somebody that you think is very, very ignorant, unworthy of your time to give you a word and see whether or not you accept or reject it. That's what God will do. God has us sitting before people who have more, more of the wisdom of God than we do. We have more degrees, but they have more wisdom of God. And I'm a, I'm a proponent of education. I believe in education. But listen to what he says. Jesus stood and cried out, shouted, like Elizabeth when she was prophesying about Mary coming to her. Jesus stood and cried out saying, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. They should have said, whoa, whoa. He who believes in me as the scripture has said. He who believes what? In the Torah? He says, he who believes in me. Yes, Torah is included. He who believes in me, as the scripture said, out of his heart, out of his innermost being, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. So John explains, he says, but this he spoke concerning the spirit. He says that, that he is going to so give you the spirit that you will flow living waters, rivers, not cups. Rivers. David says, my cup runneth over. David did a lot of great things with a cup. How much more us with rivers? The old Pentecostals used to sing, I've got a river of life flowing out of me. I've got a river of life flowing out of me. Makes the lame to walk and the blind to see. I want to even tell them they did more uh, with that river perhaps than David did with a cup. But you and I don't have a cup. We don't have a river. The Bible says we have rivers, rivers of living water. This is what Jesus says. Give the, the Lord some glory. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive, for the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. And he says, if you have the Holy Spirit, you have a, an eternal source from your mortal frame. You know, I don't know what that does for you, but that blesses my soul. And I don't just say that because I'm in front of you. I say that in my bed at night. Now, Israel was divided over the Lord, and I'm going to read quickly. Therefore, many from the crowd, when they heard this saying, said, truly, this is the prophet or the man that Moses prophesied that God would raise up uh, uh, one among you, 
of your brethren, whatever he says, you, need, you, need, you ought to listen to him. And the others said, this is the Christ. This is the long-promised Messiah. This is the Christ. And so they, Israel had this idea, oh, there's a prophet and there's a Messiah coming. Which are you? They asked John, are you, are you the prophet? Are you the Christ? Who are you? But some said, will the Christ come out of Galilee? So they had bad information based on what they were listening to. And so Christians today, we have a lot of bad information. You can take a poll of Christians here, and our, it's, a, it's crazy. Our, the results of a poll you take from a, in the middle of church folks is the same as it is in the world. But a minor, minor difference. So little that it's not worth mentioning. Same, same views. That means we've been drinking from, from strange fountains. Come on, we got to just fess up here. These religious leaders were bad people, and they were leading people astray. Be careful from the fountain where you drink, of the fountain from which you drink. Now, let me find out. And so he says in verse 42, Has not the Scripture said that the Christ comes from the seed of David and from the town of Bethlehem where, where David was? Some of them said, we don't even know where the Christ is coming from. And some said, well, he's coming from Bethlehem. He's supposed to come from Bethlehem. So there was a division among the people because of him. Now some of them wanted to take him again, but no one laid hands on him. There was a division because they were going to different sources. And if there's a division in the church, it's because somebody is drinking at the wrong water fountain. Well, I'll preach it again. That's just straight up, isn't it? John 8, 20 says, These words he spoke in the treasury as he taught in the temple, but no one arrested him because his hour had not yet come. And I want to drive that point home. His hour had not yet come. John 17, 1, Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven, and said, Father, the hour has come. So there, there came a time when the hour has come. And I want to encourage you that regardless of what's going on in the world uh, whether it's in America or in another nation, wh whatever the craziness that's going on, don't you worry. Don't you worry. Nobody can lay a glove on you until your hour has come. Amen. When your hour has come, then we want to go with Jesus. We don't want to stay back. We don't, we don't want another train. When our hour has come, we're going to be there at the station. We're going to get on board. Hallelujah, somebody. The Sanhedrin disagrees over Christ in verse 45. Then the officers uh, came to the chief priests and Pharisees who said to them, Why have you not brought him? So the officers of Sanhedrin, the ruling council of the Jews, uh, had sent the, the officers, of, uh, the captain of the guard, the temple guard, their soldiers to arrest Jesus. The officers said, Why haven't you brought him? Now listen, this is for you. This is to build you. This is to strengthen you. This is to educate you. The, then the Pharisees, uh, well, the, the Pharisees, I'm sorry, said, why have you not brought him? The officers answered, no man ever spoke like this man. They said, they, they went to arrest him. Can you imagine, we're a policeman here. Uh, can you imagine, uh, you know, the, the chief of police says, I need you to go and arrest so-and-so. I, I was going to use me as an example, but I don't think I will. But I want you to go and arrest so-and-so. And they come, and the preacher's preaching and preaching. And they go, 
They go back empty-handed, and, and the chief asks, where, where haven't you brought him? He said, nobody ever spoke like this man. Nobody ever spoke like this man. We're not going to touch this man. Uh-uh. You want him? Caiaphas, you have to go get him. That's basically what they're saying. This is the man who lives inside you. Don't take this man for granted. And he'll speak through you like no man has ever spoken. He'll speak through you the same. Then the Pharisees answered and said, Are you also deceived? Have any of the rulers of the Pharisees believed in it? But this crowd that does not know the law is accursed. So then they blame the people who would not follow wrong. They blame the people who would not follow wrong. We are there now in America and all over the world. Now, if you can't see it, you must have your hands over your eyes. You must be like those little bratty kids I grew up with, which I was one at times. When you didn't want to hear something, you just close your eyes, put your fingers in your ears, and went, ah. That's what's going on here, and that's what's going on across the world. Nicodemus he who came to Jesus by night, being one of the Sanhedrin, said to them, Does our law judge a man before it hears him and knows what he is doing? We're seeing it every day if you watch the news. They answered and said to him, Are you also from Galilee insulting the man who is the teacher? He's the best teacher. Nicodemus is, is, is for the Jewish people the secretary of explaining things. He is the most eminent teacher. And now they're insulting him. Are you also from Galilee? Search and look, for no prophet has arisen out of Galilee. And this is what they did. You see, this old debate trick is an ancient trick. When you cannot answer the argument, you attack the speaker. When you don't have an answer for what they're saying, you attack them. That's where we are today. But I'm encouraging you, keep believing. Keep trusting. Jesus knows your name. Keep trusting, keep believing. Your testimony is one from death to life. Keep believing. I'll be back in a moment.